0: On this episode of Post Game Shake, we welcome on former Boston University captain, and now Buffalo Sabre, Danny O'Regan, and finish up with some NFL free agency talk. Welcome back to Post Game Shake.
1: We are here with episode 19. Got a great one for you today with a great interview. I'll let Muzz touch on that, but before we get to that, Muzz, how you doing? Good, man. It's uh, it's starting to warm up outside, so the uh, seasonal depression is kind of wearing off, which is nice. Well, yeah. Two things on that is, it's nice to leave work at like you know whenever five thirty, six o'clock, and still light outside. That's one. And two, you really, uh, you really caught up in your sleep on Saturday night, <laughs> didn't you?
0: I did. Yeah. I uh, well, I had a long night at Foxwoods Friday night, and then I made up for that lack of sleep on Saturday night. So yeah, I think I woke up at about one forty-five on Sunday morning, p.m. Yeah, on my ca- on my couch on Tim's couch. Yeah, yeah, p.m. So. Just- yeah, but it was like that's like it's like twelve forty-five. So I mean that's because of daylight saving. So it was yeah, it wasn't still
1: still bad. bad. Twelve forty-five is bad.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. It, anyways, I, I feel great now. Sun was shining until like almost what was it six forty-five. Yeah,
1: you gotta you gotta catch up
0: sometime, right? Forty-five degrees, getting ready for the boat. Absolutely, almost beach Absolutely. Absolutely. So
1: I had a crazy dream on Friday night. I think it was Friday night. Yeah, Friday night. Where? No, sorry, Saturday night. It was two nights ago. Man, you just where got I, okay. Keep going. Where I was playing, I was on a, in, in a golf cart, and the guy next to me in the golf—I'm not driving. The guy next to me in the golf cart hands me this cigar, and it was a weird looking cigar. It almost looked like, almost looked like binoculars, but like a small version. So it had like two two cigars, and they were attached like by something. And I was like kind of looking at it, and I'm like. So you just smoke both at once. And he's like, no, you smoke one. And then once you're done with that one, it just like lights the other one. It doesn't make any sense. I get that. But, and I, yep. and, I and I look, I look back at it and I look back at the person look back and, I'm at like, it. and I look at him and it's Tiger, Tiger Woods. And I'm like, oh, all right. Just like, in my gym, I'm not like awestruck. I'm just like, oh, it's okay. Tiger Woods just gave me a, uh, just gave me a sweet cigar probably one that he got from, uh, from some crazy place in Juniper, Florida um <laughs> jupiter floor sorry not juniper jupiter and um so we get to the get to the uh the t i hit like a just a, a normal shot like right down the pipe he also hits one right, right down the pipe and then i look over and who else are we playing with but maury McElroy? and he hits one in the rough <laughs> what an idiot i hit one in the fairway he, he hit it in the rough anyway long story short we get to the green we're all on the green in, in two i'm like on the fringe because they're like five feet away they both bury their birdie putts and they wait for me to go last I'm like, all right, I'll go. So I hit my, my shot way past the hole. It was like a downhill, and I'm, like, now 30 feet away. I went from being 30 feet away to 30 feet away on the other side of the green. So I'm, like, I'm like all frustrated. I'm, like, oh, these guys just made bury. I'm going to make it, like, probably double bogey and a three-putt from here. And Tiger's like, don't worry about it, man. Just, like, pick it up. And I'm like, well, I kind of want to make it. And he's, like, near my ball, and he just turns around starts walking away. But with, like, the back heel of his putter just, like, hits my ball. And I watch it, and it goes all the way in the hole, 30 feet away. And I'm like, whoa. And I'm like, I'm counting that as a four. And he goes, yeah, absolutely. Count that as a four, stud. He called me a stud, too. And I was like, oh, this is awesome. Pick up my ball, and then we we drive to the next tee, and I wake up. And it was the worst wake up of my life. I was like, no. We just got to the second tee with Tiger Woods. I wanted to play the whole round. But anyway, long story short, I
0: played golf with Tiger Woods, whatever. Yeah, Uh, interesting. Um, I got a question for you. If you actually played golf with Tiger Woods, do you think you would play better or worse?
1: Worse. Well, no, maybe. Here's the thing. He might help you,
0: depending on how, how helpful you yeah, are. Yeah, true. Say, say,
1: say he helps you read the greens. No, because... no, no. Okay, here's the
0: thing. No, no, he's not helping you. It's just you versus Tiger Woods. Oh, I would do terrible. I still think I'd play better. I feel like you just watch that guy, and you're like, all right, let's do this.
1: I don't know, because, like, he would always be going first because he'd be making the better shot, and he would just put one right in the middle of the fairway, put one from, like, five feet away on a par three, and you'd just be like, okay, I'm going to put this one in the, in the bunker now.
0: Yeah, good point. Okay. Um, let's – you want to get into the interview, or what do you want to do? Yeah, yeah, let's pop it over. Yeah, so if you're here for the Daniel Regan interview, which is uh, probably a lot more interesting than anything we're going to talk about, we're going to shoot you over mm-hmm. there. Whoa, whoa. My dream was pretty interesting. It was pretty interesting. Um, Not as interesting as our Daniel Regan interview. And uh, with that being said, here's the interview. Here it is. Joining the podcast today, we have Anita Mass native. He's a former captain of Boston University and was drafted by the Sharks in 2012. He's represented our country on multiple occasions. And after playing his rookie season in San Jose, was traded to the Buffalo Sabres. Welcome to the podcast, Danny O'Regan. How are you? Doing good,
2: boys. Thanks for having
0: me. Dude, I'm pumped to have you on.
1: Oh yeah,
0: Timmy, you, are you pumped as well?
1: Yeah, I am pumped. <laughs> so what's? Uh, I mean, I don't want to interrupt you there. So what's? Um, you kind of mentioned your uh, you have an off day today. So kind of what's the what's the AHL off day look like for you? AHL oh. off day. Uh,
2: shit. Well. We finally we got to go out last night, haven't had, haven't had a day in a while, so I, we, uh, most of the guys took advantage, so I had to sleep in a little bit today. Um, had my girlfriend in town. Nice. Um,
0: nice and low-key.
2: Yeah, low-key. She, she brought her dog with her.
0: It's uh, always fun.
2: The, so we had the pups and paws night at the rink yesterday. Oh, there you go. A bunch of dogs ripping around the rink. It was actually pretty funny. Those, those games and, are crazy so funny. Just so dogs fun. yell yeah. time. Yeah, you can hear barking. Uh, they, they bring them on the ice in between periods, dogs. Like
1: a couple dogs, I guess, take shit on the ice. <laughs> and they do it. So that's great. It's good for I mean, the ice, I guess. I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't expect anything else, right? No, nah, right. yeah.
0: Nice stain
1: on the face off dogs. Whatever.
0: Hey, I, I got to ask you because so the reason I was just a little late here is I, I forgot to write the intro, which is uh, just slipped my mind. Um I was like, dude, okay, I know you're from around here. You're a local kid. And I was like Needham Newton. I know it's one of those. You are from Needham, right? I didn't yeah. screw that up. Okay. Yeah. I'm Needham. But I'm looking at your thing and I forgot about this. You you're you're born in Berlin, Germany, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was uh So, what was your dad was playing?
2: Yeah, my dad was playing. He played there for uh 10 years, 10 his career. So Wow. I have- my older brother, my younger sisters, we were all we were all born in Berlin. Pretty crazy. Yeah. It's, it's really weird that it's like, I, I know it is where I'm born, but it's like, obviously, I i, I moved to uh, Needham when I was like four. So everyone always
1: sees my roster. It's like, I'm German. <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm literally the least German yeah.
1: guy in the world. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> Speaking of Needham, I
1: actually uh, ran to your dad at Be Good in Needham. And I was wearing a, uh, I was wearing a Babson, so we've never met before, but I was wearing a Babson hockey sweatshirt or hat or something. And he's like, hey, you play for, uh, play for Babson? I'm like, yeah, I just, I just graduated last year or whatever. And he goes, oh, no way. And then we ca- kind of started talking and he was like, oh, um, I think your dad's name is Tom, Tom O'Regan, Is that right? Yeah. Yep. Damn. Look, look, look at that memory. Anyways, so we were kind of chatting. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, I know you I I know of your son, everything. So kind of a random, I actually met your dad before I met you, but.
0: When was that? Was that was, I think that was last summer. Oh, okay. It wasn't recent. I was going to say, you should tell no. him he's coming on the podcast. But this no. Was, I guess, it. Yeah. yeah,
1: no. <laughs> no. Yeah, yes. No. <laughs> a good uh,
0: hockey guy. Yeah, good. And I, so, not to go back to it, but I'm like, I was looking at your thing. And it's like, a German-born American professional ice hockey forward is the most confusing sentence to read. I was like, what is going on here?
2: Yeah. Bizarre.
1: I got to get that changed, I think. <laughs> yeah. Who do, you, who do you have to call to get that changed? Write yeah. right, 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 your own intro. Yeah, All right. right. Seriously.
0: But pretty sick that you have a Wikipedia, I'm not going to lie. Do I? Yeah. That's what I'm on right now, your Wikipedia. Oh, then you can
1: add that yourself then. You should go Yeah, true. I
0: gotta, <laughs> I That's go true.
1: Changes some numbers. Yeah. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah not even the, uh, the born in Germany thing, just like your total stats and everything. That's – Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right, let's hop right in. Um, the first on our list is BU. So, um, growing up in, in Needham, obviously Boston, kind of born and raised, playing youth hockey around here – Um you know why why BU and and was it was you know Jack Parker involved in the whole you know obviously history of the of the school but kind of what what sold it to you
2: yeah i think i uh i kind i wanted to go there my whole life I, my dad went there um grew up diehard fan like went to all the games back at Walter Brown and then like first game at That's, like every game i was diehard i had the standard like Hated BC, loved BC. Like <laughs> That's lived, funny. lived for it. So like, any Whenever I got the chance, I. I, I mean, Jack Park was a legend, and uh, just trying to. Um, yeah, I always
0: wanted to go there. Pretty. Easily. Yeah, I was always a BC guy, Danny. So yeah, <laughs> I so I eventually ended up going to Babson, but like. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I really, really funny like liked BC. It, it's funny because Babson College is also BC. I'm like, I just ended up with the wrong BC.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, that's so true. You know the rivalry, though. It's Just like, there's no reason oh. to hate
0: the other team. It's just of course like, bean pots and, yeah. yeah. It is funny. Like growing up, I just couldn't have been like I. I hated the Yankees and I hated Boston University. Like yeah, I don't know, it's bizarre. <laughs> yeah, my dad went to BC. Obviously, he didn't play hockey, so that's why yeah. I was a BC guy. But uh... yeah, no, that's awesome, dude. You end up like playing for the team you grew up rooting for. That's so cool. Yeah, no, it was it was really really awesome. And then Jack Parker was just there your
2: freshman year, right? Yep, freshman year. And then Dave David Quinn was mind the last three years. So what was what was Jack Parker like? As a coach? He was awesome. He was um he was just like really just cool and funny. Like not like my dad told me stories of how he was like just crazy and would scream at the ref and scream at everyone and like go nuts on everyone all the time but <laughs> Um, It was towards the end of his career, obviously, his last year, so he was a little more chill with us. But you could tell he was just, like, really smart and just, like, knew the game well and just, but like, had a really good balance. He, like, let let the guys play, but you're scared. You're scared of him, though. He didn't want to make any mistakes. <laughs> yeah, the guy's a legend, obviously. Yeah, I mean, he had an out. You know? Yeah,
0: I mean, what is the uh, – what's his track record? Do you know how many national championships that guy won?
2: Oh wait uh, I have to tell you a story about him he, uh, but, but he, i didn't i was thinking about it I don't even yeah, that. tell
0: the story, yeah,
2: oh my god we had a uh, he was just really funny, and uh he called in my my class had a tough start freshman year to the uh, to the school year academically. They had like seven, <laughs> seven guys, like, like seven guys, like failing, like in the first month or something. <laughs> and he calls in one of my buddies. He calls in one of my buddies and he's like, hey, uh, you're, you're not doing, you're not doing so hot. You're taking three classes. <laughs> he's like, here are your grades. D, D, D minus. <laughs> and my buddy's like, what?
0: D minus?
2: <laughs> Which class is that? He goes, I don't know, it must have been the hard one, dude. <laughs> just, oh, he was so funny. But yeah, he uh, was he was amazing to play for.
0: Oh, uh, that's unreal, dude. And then so what was it like uh when he turned over? Obviously so like that was kind of his going out party, like Yeah. And I don't know if he I'm sure he was just as committed, but then what was it like to, you know, end up with a new coach, you got a different guy that didn't recruit you, that kind of thing.
2: Yeah, it was, a, it was a pretty crazy turnaround because we, we, we had a pretty good team my freshman year. We uh kind of just missed making the tourney. And then uh, the next year, new coach, but it just seemed like we, we had a lot of bad luck. We lost a lot of guys, lost a lot of guys to injury. And we were just, we had a really tough year. We won like 10 games the whole year. And uh, that was your sophomore year? Yeah, my sophomore year, we won oh, 10 okay. games. Like we went like ten and twenty, like worst record in a long time. So, it was it was a tough turnaround. It was like it wasn't Quinny's fault by any means. It was just like we just ran into some bad luck and couldn't couldn't score. We couldn't win any games. Uh, but uh, then and obviously
0: like, the next year we turned it around. And yeah, it was- I was gonna say because <laughs> your freshman year. You were a point a game guy. Your junior year, you were over a point a game, and your senior year, you were over a point a game. And sophomore year was like a little bit of a down year for you. I mean, still a good year, twenty two points. But I was wondering if that had anything to do with it. Obviously, I'm yeah, sure yeah. it did. Yeah, yeah, I stunk. We stunk. We, like,
2: <laughs> we just we
1: all just stunk for like an entire season. It was crazy. Yeah, I, but I mean, but I mean, t- turning it around the next year, like you guys went Beanpot, Hockey East, and like national championship appearance. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a pretty crazy year. That was like, that was just the exact opposite. We just couldn't really lose, and everyone was scoring and everyone was doing stuff. We had, uh, we had a nice Hobie Baker
0: winner on the squad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that always helps.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that team was sick. We, me and Timmy were talking about that. But you guys had, uh, it was you, Eichel. How many other NHL guys were on that team?
2: Uh, we had Rodriguez. Um, AJ Greer was on that team. He played NHL. Uh, Grizzly, uh, Grizzly, yeah, Grizzly. Well, wow, There's some good guys. McAvoy and Greenway were like the next year, but um. So yeah, that was a, was a good little,
0: people. good little group of years for you guys. After that, yeah, yeah,
1: it was. Uh, we had some good classes, a
2: couple good runs, but.
1: I wrote it down too because it was it was you, Eichel, and and Rodriguez top three in scoring. You're yeah, you're all in the same in the same organization, which is just like crazy.
2: Yeah, that was nuts when uh, when I got traded. Everyone was just kind of talking about that stuff. Maybe the line the old line getting back together, but uh,
0: that again, would be wild.
2: Never really worked out, but that would have been pretty cool. It would have been pretty fun.
0: Yeah, I mean, it still could, right? Am I missing something? Yeah, it's still good. There's only a few games left, <laughs> and then uh... – Yeah, true. Yeah.
2: <laughs> who knows? But I,
0: but, I mean, in general, like, I mean, maybe you don't see yourself staying there long-term. Maybe you do, but, um, yeah, I don't know. A lot's going to happen in the offseason. So, maybe, yeah, who knows? That would just be – we'd just be guessing. That would be awesome, but, but, yeah. Yeah. We talked a little bit about – um, we talked to Kevin Rooney about that championship game the, against Providence, but we don't have to go into it too much, but <laughs> – <No. laughs> <laughs> What What was that like playing for a national championship at the garden, like basically a home rink for you guys and and honestly, we were talking to him about it almost a home rink for Providence too, like playing as yeah. a local team in the national championship must have been unbelievable
2: it was like it was like the craziest thing of all time like it was like <laughs> for us it seemed but, but like going into the the frozen four like north Dakota, that's who we played uh in the semis, and they had like half of the Half the barn was just in green jerseys, like North Dakota people all traveled there.
0: Crazy. So
2: that was, that was a fun game. That was pretty crazy. And then the the championship, I was almost like, there wasn't too many, like, it didn't really feel like a home game. It was kind of like, I guess it was like a bean pot kind of vibe. You had the band, you had your section, but there's a lot of just kind of neutral people. And then Providence actually had a good section too, but it was... Yeah, that was pretty cool just to be there, but uh, obviously a dagger. The way it just—it's <laughs> a tough loss. I know. We've
0: talked about it. I don't. I'm not going to get too into it. Yeah, all, no. So, uh, we, uh, me, and Timmy had some heartbreakers good. too, in, uh in front of a lot smaller crowds. But <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I imagine. Yeah. But that's
2: good. I mean, I, I know that they were always a tough matchup against us. I mean, they got a lot of guys who went on to. <laughs> to play in the
0: NHL and stuff, too. Right? Yeah, and, and Gillies was lights out that game, so you yeah. run into a hot goalie. That's kind of what happens. Yeah. yeah. Was- well, you
1: were saying it was kind of a magical run. Like, you guys won the pot at the Garden, won the yep. Hockey East Championship at the Garden, and then it was almost just like, let's just go ahead and win the National Championship at the Garden. You must have been going into that game feeling like this season has gone right in every single possible way. You must have felt so confident going into that game. So confident, and then like,
2: at, like everything, though. We had like we had the lead after two periods. They showed they showed a stat like we were like twenty and zero when leading after two periods. <laughs> oh my God. I like hate like that stuff, day dude. Day they day. like yeah. they throw
0: that up before a kicker like kicks, a, you know. It's like oh, yeah. hasn't missed an extra point in four hundred tries, and it's like, of course, he's gonna miss this one. Yeah,
2: that was that was a really tough day, but like, yeah, everything was kind of lined up perfectly for us. It was it was kind of sweet having it in Boston, though. I mean,
0: it was yeah. We well, got right. to, uh
2: Go stay in a hotel anyway. Oh, that's sick.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
2: Nice.
0: All right. So let's move on from that. Whatever. (laughs) Been just want to like keep harping on the loss. Yeah, whatever. Uh, (laughs) But talk about the beanpot then. Like, obviously playing in the beanpot in general, touch on that. Just how cool that is. Growing up a BU fan and then playing in the beanpot. And then for you, that 2015 year was awesome. Um, You scored. Is that right? You scored the game-winning goal in double overtime?
1: Yeah. uh, In in the the first first round?
0: Yeah. In the first round. round? Yeah. So yeah, just touch on that. What that was like?
2: Uh that was that was crazy. Uh, everything. I mean, our first year we got pumped. We lost. We came in like fourth, so it was like it stunk. We had the early game, got whatever, and then, <laughs> um, whatever. Like I had never made the finals, and then we finally got to that game against Harvard, and they were stacked. They were really good. Like. I think yeah, they were like Tom D-Z Tommy was there. That was like his. Yeah, yeah they had
0: a sick year that year.
2: And my brother and Tommy, my brother was on the other team too. So it was. Oh, that's of, right. I forgot about that. Shit. Like my parents are like everyone's my whole family's wearing different jerseys and stuff. Like, <laughs> it just like it was like as if that wasn't enough. Like I had never. I was zero five against my brother, or zero six or something against Harvard since in my career. And It was probably the last time me and him were going to play against each other. So, like, that was another thing. But then just also just the beam putt in general is crazy. And then double OT. So, it was, like, the whole – I think we had the early game.
0: So, the whole rink was, like, full. It was, that, like – That's perfect time. The early game, I'm sure, is a little tough. But having that kind of go over into that 7 o'clock hour.
2: Yeah. No, it The was place sweet. must have been packed.
0: It was buzzing. And then –
2: so, we won that game. That was great. And then the – the finals was just nuts. Like Northeastern was really good too. And we were up we were up early and then they came back and like the third period scored two goals late. Like we were like scrambling, like we need this <laughs> period to end. Like really. Yeah. And Man, then, wh- wh- what was the final? What did you guys end up beating them? We won four three in O T. We like somehow got oh, a power play like like thirty twenty seconds into overtime we got a power play and then Grizzly scored like five seconds in. It was like <laughs> Huge, Perfect. yeah. <laughs> drag out yeah. Lights out. See you later. Yeah. Dude, oh, that was an unbelievable
1: day, though. Unreal, States man. after,
2: yeah, that was. It was a really great time. All
1: right. I've always, I've always wondered this, like, and then you guys, you guys lost in the finals uh, the year after. You don't need to get into any, any, any of the details, but I, I wanted to ask, um, I wanted to ask a couple of people who have played in Bean Pots in the Hockey East, like, and you, and you had the had the fortune of winning both like what was more important for you and and if you had to guess your teammates was it winning the bean pot or was it winning the hockey east i would say the bean pot for us um i've had
2: uh hockey east is important i mean we had already won the bean pot and we had the we were kind of into the tournament no matter what so i mean that was i mean you want to win every everything you can but uh the bean pot was just a little extra special we hadn't won one yet it was uh, my junior year. We're, we had we had a good group. My grade of uh, kind of a big class of guys who were all kind of important players. So we really we didn't want to be too worried like going into senior year and not having one. But uh, it was just the bean pot. You kind of grow up wanting to win one your whole your whole life and stuff. So that one that one to me was a little bit more important. I think. So we had yeah. a
0: kid, Dave Cunningham, on. Um, yep. He goalie for Amherst. He graduated in twenty sixteen.
2: Yeah. Er, right, up, Timmy? Man. Yeah. Dave. Yep. Yeah.
0: And he was saying that he's like, I he, he met with Jack Parker and he he went on a tour, like whenever I think a couple of years before he got to college. And Jack Parker was like, I can't guarantee you a national championship, but I can statistically guarantee you a bean pot. <laughs> yeah. And that's so cocky, but it's true. And it's, so cocky. it's but like what you, but what you were just saying, like you don't want to go into your senior year. You don't want to be that first program, first class to not win one. Right. Like, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah no, that, that
2: would think. I think the class, uh, that sophomore year class, they, I don't think they won one, which is like, we've only, I think BU's only won one out of the last
0: 10 years or something like true so maybe yeah so when dave went in there it was probably different because that was who knows how long ago like eight years ago probably but yeah, seven no, years yeah. ago but
2: before that they even if bu had a bad year they would just always win the bean pot. that's why i was <laughs> great growing up a BU fan because it didn't nothing matter we'd always just win the bean pot. <laughs> yeah right.
1: yeah,
0: just show up and win the beanpot yeah not a big deal yeah. yeah
1: all
0: right let's talk about um like your team usa experience a little bit and then we'll get into like the the pro hockey stuff but uh, something that I don't really know too much about you either. I feel like we didn't talk about it much, but you playing for the national team, like the development program, and how you got involved with that, and then you you played in the I don't know if it's so the World Juniors U18. You guys won a gold medal. Yep. yep. And then I, I, and then World Junior U20, which is like the big stage. Yeah. Obviously, was must have been awesome too. But kind of like just talk about your experience with the team.
2: Um. Yeah. So I was in high school. I think I just was, like, nearing the end of my season and um, the, uh, I don't know, someone just called, like, one of the guys at USA Hockey just called me and was like, hey, do you want to come out here and, like, play for our team? They kind of give guys, like, a couple game tryouts almost like, Yeah, against some USHL teams and it, I ju- it just worked out. I ended up sticking around. I missed like I missed like a month and a half of school. I was just I was just chilling in Michigan. Like these guys were going to school. I was just sitting there at the rink, just hanging out and stuff. But uh, <laughs> and then I ended up going to Czech Republic with uh, that team. And yeah, we won the that's where we won the U18 gold. So the, like those guys had all been together for two years, went to school together, practiced together. And then I was lucky, just like last minute, to get the call. And just go over there with them so that was a great time but uh and that Done. was with like a sick team like most of those guys ended up like in the nhl like a lot of, a lot of really good guys but um
0: what and, you, where's the gold medal right now you got it hanging up in your room
2: yeah it's in my room back home it's uh that's pretty sweet beating, like we ended up sweden was like a big favorite. like it was supposed to be a really good game. We ended up beating them like seven nothing in the finals, which was like crazy. Jeez. So you kind of know the whole game you're going to win. That's kind of sick. Yeah, it was nice. It was not that stressful. <laughs> yeah. <But laughs> a lot. A
1: lot of those guys played with you on the on the under, under twenty team, right? Yeah, a lot
2: of the same guys. A lot of the same faces. Uh, yeah, we we didn't do well that year, though. We we went uh, we lost in the quarterfinals or something to Russia. It was. It was tough that uh, off guy or whatever had like two five-on-three. Like somehow we got two five-on-threes called against us or something. And we lost like 3-2. But we had, a, we had a tough, tough tourney. That was kind of the the story of that year was I think Eichel and McDavid were both kind of underagers, wearing in their cages, and we played against them. Oh, jeez, that's right.
1: So, playing against Yeah, them. I mean. That team is that team had a lot of angel guys too. Grizzly, Canestroza, Will Butcher, Eichel, yep. Andrew Cop, um, Brady Shea. Oh yeah. I mean, some some, some serious team. studs yeah. on that team too. Yeah. Yep, yeah. exactly. So Daniel I mean, Regan. Yeah. Daniel Regan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Forget about that. What was what was what was that experience like? It was in uh it was in Sweden, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So what was it kinda like? I mean you you'd been lucky enough to go to the Czech Republic. Um, for you 18 just kind of what's the whole experience like I me mean, minus the hockey is it do you guys get to you know get get to explore anywhere or is it kind of more hockey hockey focus and you're just kind of hanging around the hotel and stuff uh there's a little bit of both we got to
2: you know we got some days off we would get to go walk around and and uh i mean it was a pretty it was a pretty good group of guys everyone knew each other well so we if we had an off day we'd go walk around the town it was in uh malmo sweden so I remember walking around there a bunch of days because we were there for a few weeks, I think, even. Eh, yeah, we were probably there for two or three weeks, if I remember correctly. But, yeah, it was a great place. It was a really
1: was a fun trip, really fun time. Unreal. Is it, is it safe to say McDavid was the best player you, you played against in that tournament? He was
2: uh... – he was young, he was obviously really good. He scored against us. I think he had a big goal against us, but um we had a we had a D the kid Santini, B C guy on the Devils now. Yeah. He like rocked him early, I think, in the game and he was just kinda he like cut across the middle and got like buried him. And I think he was kinda quiet after that, luckily.
1: But yeah, that guy's uh that guy's a joke. Not fair. Who <laughs> else who else who else in my tournament do you remember being just like in awe with and they were they were pretty they were pretty sick? Uh, let's see here.
2: Matt Turney <sighs> Um Dreisaitl was there on Germany. He was uh I think he was there, yeah, he was a younger guy. Germany had didn't have a great team, I think we beat him by a bunch, but he was nasty and uh the russians had a few good guys like oh i don't even know i can't even
0: think right now (laughs) no it's all right that's funny it's crazy on the spot there yeah no it's crazy to look back at how many of those guys end up making it to the nhl and then you watch the world juniors now and there are really no big names but you're watching and you're like half these kids are gonna be studs in the nhl you just you know, you'll find out. They'll get weeded out by the end of the tournament, and you'll see like who's having a big week. It's just yeah. like pretty cool to like to that to see cool, it. Yeah. You know, kind of under a microscope.
1: Yeah, it's funny to think about it like that. sure. Yeah. I think the I think I looked. The MVP of the tournament was uh, Philip Forsberg for Sweden. So to yeah. your point, Maz. I think if you watch it right. four years later, you're like, oh wow. All those
0: guys were in this game. It's, yeah. it's crazy to,
1: to think of it like that.
0: But when you're watching at the time, you don't really realize, right? You know, exactly, yeah. exactly,
1: exactly. Yeah, yeah.
0: He won. I think Risto Line and I think Finland won,
2: and Risto Line had the game winner or something like. So I like, got all those guys. Just yeah.
1: Risto Line and uh, yuri Saros was the was a goalie. Table Tarvainen really? was, was was on team. Yeah, yeah. He Sorry. won. He won. He won, he won goalie goalie of the tournament. Wow. Yeah.
0: yeah. So
1: to your point. But.
0: Yeah, right. All right, let's move on to uh, pro stuff. What do you think? So drafted by the Sharks, 2012, fifth round, 138 overall. Uh, kind of something we've been asking the last few guys. We talked to Blackie about it. I was saying to Blackie, too. We had uh, Timmy Harrison told us his story about, like, him eating ice cream while he got drafted. Like, just didn't expect it. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah.
1: – so, like,
0: what, what was your day like? You know, did you expect to be drafted? All that kind of stuff. Yeah, I uh, I had a feeling I would. I was
2: uh, I actually went to the draft in in Pittsburgh. So my uh, I had my family, and then like uh, four of my four of my best buddies from high school actually made the trip too. And so it was kind of it's a long day though, man. When you just sit there and you're just like, shit, I don't know what, when I'm gonna get called here or if I'm gonna get called. It's a pretty stressful day, but uh, yeah, if you make the
0: trip, you don't want to leave. Empty handed. Yeah, Seriously.
2: exactly. Yeah. It's tough. But uh well luckily I got my name called and like usually like everyone like fifth round no one gives a fuck, no one claps or anything. But like, <laughs> But my I had four my four buddies were in the top row of the whole like arena just going nuts for like a <laughs> So it was uh, uh I had my family there. It was it was really cool though. It was thank
1: God, like it was really stressful though. That's what I remember most about that day. Just Oh I'm done. Did you have any inclination that that San Jose had an interest in you, or or was it a lot of teams had shown had shown interest?
2: No, I had. Uh, well, I I went to the um, the combine a month before, whenever that is, a couple months before, and I've only met with like four or five teams. One of them was San Jose, but I thought I was going to have to. I thought there was no chance they'd take me. I thought the interview went like terribly. <laughs> oh, so I was like, I was like, oh, like, because they got uh they have a really great organization over there but they got a couple of guys who are really like not just a little harsh like you know Timmy Burke uh Mike. yep oh yeah camps he's he's got a certain way of telling you if you're doing something right or wrong Oh, he doesn't um, hold uh, back yeah yeah he does not hold back so he was he was on me in the meeting i was
1: like i got others go. i go, like, oh, fuck there's no way this team takes me. <laughs> and then it's funny sure enough so i did yeah that's crazy. It's funny because Blackwell said the exact same thing that he met with uh, with Tim Burke and he and he like, asked him his strengths and weaknesses and he like said it t- told him he, and the guy was just like no that's not it yeah I'm a, I'm gonna <laughs> tell you enough. straight up yeah. yeah yeah and he, he was kind of like oh wow kind of went out a little bit uh a little bit in shock it's funny he had the same experience yeah yeah that could,
2: he he is very unique but he actually he knows everything he knows a lot about
0: hockey to his credit yeah it was funny man I was wondering like. Because I remember seeing you – you did, like, the whole photo shoot after, right? Yeah. Yeah, I did. That's sick. And that's so – like, for those guys that don't go to the draft and they're they're not sure if they're going to get drafted, I feel like they're kind of missing out on the hype afterwards. Yeah, they, like, did, they do a good know. job
2: after with all that. The pictures, they have you up in the press box and
1: meeting everyone and you feel like a big deal for a little bit. Yeah, but imagine like going to the draft and not getting drafted. Like, is true, it, yeah, right? I guess the que- the question is: Is it worth going in case you get drafted to to get the photo shoot? And then I think it's worth it. The, yeah. Worst case yeah. scenario, you just like watch the draft,
0: and you're like, well, yeah, you'd be pretty heartbroken. <laughs> but other than that, <laughs> yeah, no, easy, nice. easy for us to say. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me over here, I'm like, I definitely would have <laughs> gone to the draft.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, what about what about some of the other meetings you had? What were um you know they, were they similar in ways, or were there people kind of asking different questions? I'm curious about how that whole you know meeting process goes.
2: There was kind of different. Uh, everyone was a little different. I had some some teams had me take like a test. Like one team had me do a treadmill test. One team had me do like a written test. Like, like, literally, like, felt like an SAT. Like, I was like, holy shit. (laughs) Like, the mental, like, I don't know. I just remember doing, like, too many tests. I was like, shit. You want me to take your test? I'll take your test. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that kind of test, exactly. Yeah. um, But for the most part, it was just kind of standard questions and maybe, like, strength weaknesses, that kind of stuff, like uh, we were saying. But... um. I don't know. I think they, obviously, teams only have seven or so picks a, a year. I mean, they got to really like you. It, it makes sense that they kind of dig into you a bit like the guys in San Jose did. But
0: Yeah, right. They're not just going to be like, yeah, ask you easy questions, and then they want to know. They want to know how you yeah. handle it. And yeah, it's, if you can't handle that stuff, then they're probably less optimistic about how you'll handle an NHL experience. But, hey, so good for you. You handled it well enough. Yeah, thanks. Uh and then so yeah, and then you signed with San Jose. So obviously they continued to like you. And you yeah. signed you signed an entry level deal, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. And then uh so talk about that first year with San Jose. I mean obviously you looked sick in camp. I was like I remember you <laughs> did like you did like your cliche not cliche, your like your textbook like forehand, backhand like upstairs on me and I was like, Jesus Christ, how's anybody <laughs> supposed to save that? <laughs> and uh, and then you went on to be AHL Rookie of the Year, so I felt a little better about it. Yeah. <laughs> Just talk talk about that. First year pro, um, obviously coming off a really good year at BU, but then translating it right into the American Hockey League is not easy. So what was that like for you?
2: Yeah, no, it's uh, – that was a fun year. We had a really good team. It's, it's honestly not an easy transition, though. It's like a totally different game, though. Just playing, going right to the AHL where guys have been, guys have been playing for 15 years or whatever. Some really good players, but luckily, I mean, you knew a bunch of those guys on that team. We were just stacked. We had like most, I mean, 90% of that team's in the NHL right now. And they just that made it easy. I liked, uh, I love playing for Roy. That was just like. <laughs> Kind of go out there, do your thing.
0: He's uh, such a player's coach. Yeah. Don't
2: take any shit from anyone. Go out there, do your thing and whatever. So, And I was playing with, I mean, Sorensen and LeBanc. we So we just kind of all went out and we were all kind of on the same page. We all wanted to make it to the NHL. So we had to score and, you know, put up points and win games. And we ended up making a huge run. And uh, everyone had a pretty good year individually. So, Everything was great that first year. Um, I think I, I got called up like one game at a time. I, said, I think I got three games in <laughs> the year, but I didn't really care about that. I was, I felt like I was getting better. And um, I mean, I looked up and I saw like the Sharks had just made it to the Stanley Cup. I was like, all right, this is a really good team. I mean, I'm not rattled that I'm not on the in in the NHL
1: right now or anything. Like,
2: right, no, right. There. So, so that first year was really good. And then, uh... We were talking,
1: we were, yeah, we were talking to Blackwell about how stacked your team was, and just some of these guys that you were playing with. And you kind of mentioned, I mean, how much, and and it, it's a testament to the San Jose Sharks organization. But you know, was it a, um, were they kind of talking to you from from you know, was the communication lines open? They were like, hey, you know, things are going really well on the NHL level, and just kind of keep doing your thing, or were they kind of quiet and just kind of let it let it be? Ah, uh, a
2: little bit of both. I think I got. um just some reassurance like, Hey, you're doing a lot of good things. Just keep it up. Um, but I mean, I, I just kind of knew, like I was just kind of looking at bodies and numbers and stuff. And I figured, you know, a lot of guys put their time into the HL and, um, it's not like they're like the worst team in the league and they need help right now. They kind of were just doing their own thing, but, uh, yeah, it exactly. was nice. They had like, uh, like, Richie was a great player development guy. Like, just you – know, What a like, guy,
0: yeah.
2: Like, they had, a, they had a good good staff and good coaches and good player dev guys. So, it was a fun team to be around.
0: And then – so, then, obviously, AHL Rookie of the Year, whatever. Moving on from that. Um, but, seriously, like, hey, they're like, wow, you're – okay, we want you to, you know, be a regular NHL guy for us. Like, you you played – I'm looking how many games in the next year, uh, 19. Am I looking yeah. at that right? Yeah. yeah. So they like, Hey, Danny, we want you to have a bigger role for us next year. Is that kind of what they, what they say, like when you're done with the season or is it just something that just kind of worked out the right way?
2: Uh, yeah, it's just kind of, it was kind of a weird year, but I don't think I, uh, I didn't like make the team out of camp or anything. I, I think uh, I played 10 or so games and then call, got called up and then um, put in a good a couple months with those guys, played 19 games, got helped and scratched a few, you know, a bunch, handful. But, um, but, yeah, every game I I felt like, uh, you know, they were saying, uh, you know, do this, do this, start on the fourth line kind of, worked my way up a little bit. And then well, I was kind of just – I don't know. I I almost got stuck a little cuz I was I'm not really like a fourth line guy, but they had three really good lines, so it was kind of like a weird spot to be in, but I like I didn't put up any numbers or anything. I was kind of just buzzing around. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, know. it's a different role. For it's yeah. we've we've talked about this before me and Timmy and just in general like it's weird how you're looking for a certain type of player as a fourth line guy. And you yeah. may have a guy that's killing it in the AHL, like, it's just – but that doesn't make sense to bring that guy up into that role. So maybe there's more skilled players in the AHL, but, and, you know, instead of that fourth line. But that fourth line is what you need to win hockey games. And yeah. for you, yeah. not to say you can't fit in, but that's not your role, obviously. No, my frame's not really. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and for that, stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, it's right.
0: It's I mean, it just – it's a tough spot for, for everyone, but – Yeah. And I I think I might have jumped the gun a little bit, but tell us about your first NHL game. What was that like?
2: Oh, that was crazy. It was, it happened. I wasn't, I wasn't ready for it. It happened too fast. I, I had a pretty, pretty solid start that first year. And it was like 10, maybe 15 games in or so, I think. And it was, and I just got a call and it was like, Hey, you're going to play tomorrow night. I was like, Oh, shit. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And we played, uh, we played New Jersey at home, and that was just, like I, – I was just, like, numb the whole game. I couldn't, like – I don't even know what I was doing. I don't know if I touched the puck. I was just trying to, like, skate fast and, like, not screw anything up. But it was, like, <laughs> it was crazy. Just, like, get the puck,
0: dump it in, pass yeah. it to somebody.
2: Just pass it to someone right away. Yeah,
0: just don't get blown up. Just don't cough <laughs> it up in the D zone and, like, lead to a goal, that kind of thing. Yeah, seriously, seriously.
2: But well, we ended up winning uh, – like for nothing, it was uh, it was pretty sweet though. Like I sit, I sat next to like Marlow and whoever. Like it was just like crazy. Like that was a good, That's a good. Uh, it's a great locker room to be in. They got a lot of, a lot of legends over there. Yeah,
0: like they do, man. Really they're they're bad. in the running right now too. Like those guys
1: just keep going. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They got a really good team. Yeah. Wow. Is uh. So did you did you know the whole thing about Marlowe skates? Like how he has to wear a specific pair of skates. Was that kind of known on the team? Uh no, I didn't I didn't know too much I don't know much about that actually. I know everyone's got some a lot of guys have some crazy superstitions, but what no, are you I... even
0: what are you referring to, Timmy?
1: So apparently according to Spit and Chicklets, uh he um he wears a specific type of like bauer pump skate and like they don't make them anymore. And so he had them make a ton when they like were, you know, still a company and apparently he's on his like last pair of skates and like no one Jeez. knows what he's gonna do what he's gonna do when they when, they, when, they, when these skates are like you know they're, they're not done. they're not gonna so, make
0: them anymore the guy's still a legend playing wearing their skates why wouldn't they make the skates for him
1: i'm just i'm don't shoot the messenger us. i'm just I, don't know. I sorry i just <laughs> got i got mad at you i don't know why i'm just <laughs> saying they're like reebok pump skates they're like oh they're really old like you know yeah. i haven't seen them in years and i guess he still wears them i think I think I'm correct on the on the on the type of skate, but yeah, so I was just kinda curious if you uh if you knew about that, but yes, yeah, some serious legends i mean Pavel, Pavelski is one my, is one of my favorite players, yeah really kind of underrated, and I think uh the west coast west yep. coast kinda doesn't doesn't help a lot on that, but I mean Joe Thornton and, and Marlowe, i mean those guys are in Brent burns it's just yeah
0: i mean I yeah. can imagine
1: the locker locker' room's pretty pretty sweet, yeah, it was crazy it was it was great time,
0: yeah, all right, so then this was end of your second year, right? The, uh, you got traded to Buffalo. Yep. And then, so you guys, this is in the Evander Kane trade, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yep. Well, what was that like? That's gotta be kind of crazy. It was crazy. I didn't,
2: uh, it's a pretty stressful time. Like even if like, I didn't, I didn't really think I was going to get traded or like I, I had no idea, but I was, I was kind of just still checking like every one, every hour, the, all the deadline stuff is the day before. And then I woke up and I thought I screwed myself up with the time change. And so I thought the deadline, like when I woke up that day, I thought it was over. So I thought it was good to go. Like whatever. <laughs> and, and then I got on the ice and I had practice. I was with the Barracuda. where I was on the ice, like mid practice. And some, like one of the equipment guys like waved me off. I was like, Oh shit, what's going on here? <laughs> and then, they just told me like right there I was like yeah you just got traded i was like oh shit all right <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, i guess we am gonna get off the ice cream. yeah and i asked i asked like one of the kids like that was just like a little kid i was like like hey we got he like yelled out hey we got a your can and i was like oh geez <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh <laughs> but, you're like was, yeah but and i'm uh, gone that's, <laughs> that's
2: wild <laughs> so it was crazy i had like Uh, it all happened fast. I think I was out of there that night or the next morning, packing up my stuff from San Jose and, and and I never went back.
0: Right. Uh, What do you do about your apartment and
2: stuff when that happens? So I had, I was living with, uh, Chartier and so he, I was just like packed up my car and then like, he helped me out. He shipped it He shipped it for me the next day. Uh, and then at the end of the year, he shipped my bed and my couch, like my, my chairs and stuff. He he had to like do a bunch of stuff for me, but I tried to pack up as much stuff as I could. But but and then I still me and him had to just keep paying the rent for it. And then Buff Buff took care of my stuff. My they just paid for a hotel for the rest of the year. You
1: know, that's sad. it's crazy. It's crazy the behind the scenes stuff. Like you just don't you wouldn't think about. It. Like all you are thinking about is Van Der Kane going to San Jose and you coming back to Buffalo. But there is a ton of behind the scenes stuff that you just you know people just don't really. You ever think about for it. every yeah. Evander
0: Kane trade? There's a Danny O'Regan that's still paying his <laughs> San Jose apartment. That's yeah. crazy, yeah.
2: yeah, And that's the, that's the shaft, too, because San Jose is like freaking five thousand dollars for a studio, and <laughs> oh, yeah. Rochester's 500 bucks for the same thing,
0: right? Right? right yeah. they don't, I can't believe they don't take responsibility for that. Like, hey, we're screwing you over a little bit here, we'll pick up the tab no, because I we make millions of dollars better. a year.
2: Yeah, I think they kind of either pick up one or the other. Like if I, if I asked them to get me a place here, they would have like paid for it and stuff. But I guess they put me up for a hotel that probably cost them a good amount for three true. months. But yeah, yeah true, true, true. Who
1: knows? Anyway, a lot of a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Yep. Yeah, It's it's
2: crazy though. That's like that was a heck. That's a hectic day, and you got like so many people like you try to get in a bunch of goodbyes and you got people welcoming you. You don't remember anybody's name. And like, can you come in? Like it's, it's a crazy couple days. of days. For sure. I get a ma- and how do you like it there? How's Buffalo in general? Um, I didn't, I haven't spent much time in buff since that day. It's been, it's been about a year now. I've played, uh, I got called up twice, played three games. So I, but I've, I've barely been in Buff. I, I I enjoy Rochester very much, though. It's uh, it's a nice town. It's a great team here. Great group of guys here. But uh... and then yeah, I... we
0: were sorry we were talking to Blackie for a little bit about it. It's funny that you guys got reunited too, right? You guys ended up playing <laughs> together end of the year.
2: Yep. Yeah, we lived together my first year, and then uh, he was my roommate on the road last year at the end of the season Right after the trade. So it was it was funny. We went full circle.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Crazy. Absolutely. Um what's what's the what's a I mean I'm assuming San Jose a good organization, Buffalo a go a good organization. What's like a, a big difference between the two? Like just um I mean, could be coach, could be I mean different guys in the locker room. Like what's what's a big difference from you um kinda going from one organization to the other? Um big difference.
2: I mean every I, I feel I, I don't I guess I don't really know, but I feel like all the coaches and systems are a little bit different, but a lot of things are really similar. Um, I guess the locker room is a lot different. Kind of San Jose. There's a lot of the, like we're talking about, a lot of the legends in that room. Kind of used to winning, used to, um, kind of expecting to win. Just you know, they make the play, they make the playoffs every year, all that stuff. And then Buff is kind of looking for that right now. They're kind of coming from a few ba- a few bad years, trying to get in the right direction with a, with a a lot younger room and uh, not to say they don't have legends like Jack's obviously there. He's, but, but it's kind of a younger, but he's young.
0: He's young. He's, he's our age. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
2: In the locker room is a little bit different, but not to take anything away. They're all like, I mean, so many guys are just such such beauty, such great guys. It's kind of wherever you
0: go, you're going to, you're going to have great guys in the room have they been up front with you about maybe like what your potential is in the organization where they see you at and like kind of your future? Ah, uh,
2: no, not really. Kind of,
0: um, just telling you to you just grind it time out time. and hope that you get noticed. Yeah, exactly. Just hope, hope, but it's our,
2: our, this, uh, Rochester team is stacked again too. It's like, yeah, it's, I mean, it was like that team I had in San Jose a couple of years ago where we made a deep run. We got, yeah. uh, ton of good young guys, ton of good older guys. It's like it's got
0: a really good team, well, you got forty points in sixty games. It's not like you're just flying under the radar, yeah, yeah okay.
2: <laughs> i should have I should have more I think I can't score but
0: hey you're you're fourth on the team in scoring. I'm looking at the thing right now, so you're doing okay. love that though, always striving for better yeah. if you um <laughs> Do you have anything else about, uh, about you know, Buffalo, Muz? No. Um, I was going to ask you what you thought about Antonio Brown refusing to go to Buffalo. I know you're kind of a football guy. So. Yeah, I
2: saw that. That was weird. Yeah. I don't I didn't know, know if you had, like, guy. you know,
0: a good side of it where you're like, no, Buffalo is this great place. Like, he's missing out. Or, like, do you care at all?
2: <laughs> well, no, I don't, I don't care at
0: all. I'm obviously
2: just heavy pets guy. Guys. Yeah, right. Um, I didn't want I him to here. I don't know about you. Did, you. did you
0: want him in New England?
2: No, no. Hey, he's a, he's a good player, but
0: <laughs> he's a good player. We yeah.
2: don't. Tom Tom Brady doesn't need anybody these
0: days. <laughs> Stand yeah. right, Timmy. Take notes, buddy. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, Timmy's sure. a Ravens fan. He's had a tougher upbringing than we did. <laughs> oh, boy.
1: Hey. Every everyone's had a tougher upbringing than you guys have.
0: <laughs> well, I was
1: going to I was going to ask you I, I, and you kind of brought it up and segwayed that you are a, a you know, heavy Pats fan. So what's it been like being a Pats fan? Not living in New England, like San Jose, like you don't get to watch every single bats game. And even in, in New York, I'm assuming they're not on every Sunday.
2: Yeah, it's
1: it's fun. It's um, there always seems
2: to be a couple of us wherever I've been. Whether it's been Blackie or uh, I got uh, a couple more Boston guys on this team, but it's uh, it's it's fun to root for them. <laughs> They never really let you down, and uh, <laughs> it really, it really pisses off most of the guys in the room. It's, 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 uh, it's a good. It's time. great. It's
0: yeah. great, isn't it? Yeah.
2: I like the socks and the pads this year. It was just too much. Like, like.
0: <laughs> yeah, like it's so true. Three
2: months, man.
0: Just a couple parades. Everyone hates me, but hey. Yeah, the one, the yeah, one thing, dude. It was, it was actually so nice to be home and not playing hockey and like. Be able to go to a parade. I was like, you take it for granted that they keep winning, but like one of these days they're going to stop winning, like yeah. in in the distant future, of course. Right. But like, <laughs> yeah. I <don't> want <laughs> I want to get to as many of these parades as I can. So it's kind of nice to be around for this one. Yeah, that's that's true. I don't think I've been to any of them to be honest.
1: Ah, oh, man, I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: they're, they're a good time. They're a good time. I'm yeah. really happy
1: you got to make the one. muzz really that that yeah. makes my heart. Thanks, really, man. Really I appreciate it. it. Yeah. All All right.
0: I have uh, um
1: I have one more uh random question, Muzz, Unless you have you have something else? No, no, hit him with it. Yeah. All right. So we've kind of make, made this a little bit of a um of a ritual with uh with every interview. So would you rather, <laughs> for the rest of your life, have a popcorn kernel stuck in the back of your throat, or Cheetos fingers for the rest of your life? Ugh. Oh. Jesus
2: Christ. I can't deal with that popcorn thing.
0: I do. Oh, no. I love I it. I think
2: I'd rather have the fingers. Good choice. Uh, We've had a couple man.
0: smart guys in the pod these last couple weeks.
2: I can't deal with the popcorn kernel.
0: <laughs> it's the worst feeling in the world, and Timmy's just okay, so, Going to so get have, used to it, quote unquote. So okay. Well,
1: first of all, let me ask you a follow up question before Muzz gets this, you know, high and mighty feeling. Yeah. What are you gonna What are you gonna do? Like, you're not gonna be able to touch anything. No, I just have to. Just let
2: people know. Hey, sorry, I have Cheeto
1: fingers. <laughs> <laughs> true, that's a good answer. Enter, enter the room. Hey, everyone, everyone, I have Cheeto's fingers. I apologize yeah. in advance. Hey guys, I'm the guy that has Cheeto fingers for his life. <laughs> <laughs> you, you could make, you could make a thing out of it. That, that, that's
0: probably true. I think it's a good answer, Timmy. Yeah, whatever, Muzzy. Yeah. Whatever.
1: All right, well that's uh, that's the last, like, last question I have, Muzzy. Anything
0: else? No, I'm good. We can, we can wrap
1: it up. Yeah, so um, just short and sweet, thanks so much for coming on and, and, um, and kind of answering some questions and sharing your experience. It's been, um, it's been fun these past you know, 45, 50 minutes. So um, wish you nothing but the best of luck the rest of the way, and, and um, I'm sure we'll be, we'll, we'll be following your, uh, your career the rest of the way. So thanks again.
2: Awesome. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on.
0: Yeah, thanks, Absolutely.
1: man. Really appreciate it. All right. Well, cool. Talk to you soon. Buddy. You. Take it easy.
0: That interview was brought to you by State & Liberty. State and Liberty was founded to develop the perfect dress shirt for athletes. Off-the-rack dress shirts are made for the masses, not for somebody with an athletic build. They provide more room in the upper body with an extremely tailored waist, catering to those with a V-shaped body type. Not only are these shirts stretchy and comfy, but they're crazy low maintenance. The shirts are wrinkle-free, machine washable, and hang dry in about 20 minutes. Guys, I am not kidding. I heard nothing but great stuff about this company, and I finally went in and got myself a dress shirt and a peacoat. They are my two favorite clothing items in my closet right now. If you've never shopped with them before, head over to stateandliberty.com and use our promo code POSTGAMESHAKE for 10% off today. Do it. That was our interview with former Boston University captain and now Buffalo Sabre, Danny O'Regan. We had a great time interviewing him. Uh, He's got some good stories about playing with Playing for Jack Parker and uh, you know obviously his whole his whole uh, story to get to the NHL and you know we're always interested in hearing about that stuff. So Timmy, what do you think?
1: Always great, always great. I mean these guys are taking the time of their day to uh, to kind of tell us their stories and we're I think we're more interested than than most people just kind of hearing here and their whole route and everything and and playing in the NHL and not just playing but lighting it up. So um, yeah,
0: it was great great to kind of talk to him and, and hear what he has to say. Yeah, we've been lucky to have some really good kids on. Danny's another great kid. So it's great to see these guys. And if you're listening, another kid that you definitely want to follow. We talked about it a little bit. Killing it in the AHL. I mean, he's been a stud in every game, uh, every season that he's played so far in the American Hockey League. So I hope he gets an opportunity to kind of move up the ranks and, and an opportunity to stick. So we'll see how things go for him. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, to kick it from...
1: Hockey to football, some interesting stuff finally started happening um, over the weekend and today. I got to stop saying, um, This is ridiculous. I, I'm like noticing myself say it anyway. Um, and I used, 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 used to the same thing last week too. We just, yeah, uh, it's, to a... I don't even
0: think about it. And then I listen to the episode and I'm like, What am I doing?
1: Yeah, it sounds bad. Um, so our,
0: our apologies. We're working on it.
1: We're, we're trying hard. Some interesting stuff happened over the weekend. Finally, for football, as the league year opens on Wednesday. And to kind of kick that off is. Antonio Brown getting traded. What do you, what do you think before you go? They gave up a, they got a first rounder for Mark Cooper, gave up a third runner and a fifth runner for Antonio Brown. Now I think it's safe to say Antonio Brown's a better receiver. Mark Cooper's way younger, um, but they're kind of starting to figure it out as far as, as far as I can tell what are your thoughts.
0: Yeah. So from the Raiders perspective, you get one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. I, I think it's, Almost, I don't know. So we, at the same time, you got rid of Khalil Mack. Who would you rather pet? Khalil Mack or Antonio Brown? And that comes down to maybe Khalil Mack didn't want to be there. Maybe the damage feels like it's done and they're trying to rebuild and he's their best option to rebuild now. Um, I think the Antonio Brown thing is good for them, but I don't think it's fair to make that comparison with the rounds just because, I don't know, they got a first rounder for Amari, but, I don't. I think for the Cowboys, it's a no-brainer to trade a first-round pick for a third-year guy who kind of got his first, you know, his freshman and sophomore campaigns out of the way, kind of got all the cobwebs off, and he's going to be an elite wide receiver. Antonio Brown's kind of on the other side of the the peak, you know. Uh, so I don't know. What do you think about it? But look at this way: like they,
1: right now, they basically just trade receivers. And they got a first rounder, and they had to give of a third and a fifth. So now they have two first, round, three first first-rounders this year because they traded Khalil Mack. And I don't want to, I don't, I don't agree with the Khalil Mack thing, but I mean, uh, I, I'm probably lower on Antonio Brown than the average person. I am in the in the court that thinks it's it's 65-35 Ben Roethlisberger, and I think he's gonna he's gonna get just in Oakland. Now they don't I have a, a, a quarterback as near the caliber as Ben Roethlisberger, but. I, I'm the one that thinks like if you have above average wide receivers with a good quarterback, he's going to make them into pro bowlers. And I'm not saying that they're every wide receiver that that's been in Pittsburgh is above average, but there have been some guys that have been great there and not as great other places. And I don't think it's just a coincidence. I think it's a, it's
0: a quarterback thing.
1: There one, there's one constant in that whole thing. And that's been Roethlisberger. So.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I think Derek Carr has had at least one good season. So it's not like he can't play. I thought it was ho- – That was funny. I'm sorry. I just thought
1: that was funny. If you – if you, <laughs> Derek Carr's had one
0: good season. So. <laughs> no, I'm just saying he hasn't – He's not awful. He's not – He's very know, mediocre. And I'm not saying he's Ben Roethlisberger. He's not. I thought it was he funny. Has, that he has potential. He has potential. You're right. Antonio Brown's like second inst- – He posted like three quick Instagrams to kind of like get the announcement out there. And then one of them was like him with Derek Carr at the Pro Bowl, like said love at first sight. I'm like, man, that's the guy that you were like, I'm going to follow you? I I don't know. And and we've talked about it. I think we talked about it off air after when the whole Antonio Brown thing was coming out. Uh, You like how I said off air? Like, this is pretty legit. Um, Yeah. Man, if you want to go to Oakland, if you want to put up that much of a stink over a few million dollars and you feel like you've been disrespected and cool, you really don't care about winning, go get paid. But if there's an ounce – uh, if there's a bone in your body that wants to win a football game and like have a winning season and maybe win a Super Bowl, what like what are you doing, man? And why are you excited about it? He's announcing it like he's going to the Patriots. He's going to a bad organization right now.
1: Well, yeah, I mean it's easy for us to sit here and say that. I I think I think he can't not be excited about it. He made his bed, now he has to lie in it, and he has to make the best of the situation. And the situation is a team was willing to trade for him and then pay him, making the highest paid receiver. I think a lot of teams would have made made that trade, but they w- wouldn't have p- restructured his contract to make him, you know, the highest paid receiver in the league at, at eighteen million dollars a year. Listen to this: he's now making more money, and before this, he was, I think, the second or third highest paid receiver. Now he makes money than Odell, and and this is the order of how many of how much money they make: Odell, Mike Evans, DeAndre Hopkins, and Brandon Cooks, and then Sammy Watkins is the sixth highest paid receiver in the NFL. Can you believe that?
0: I don't like higher paid than Tyreek Hill?
1: Every I didn't everybody I did not name, Sammy Watkins <laughs> makes more money than him. I, Julio Jones?
0: Sorry, I wasn't questioning you. I believe you. I just can't believe that he's higher paid than the number 1 receiver on his own team. Yeah. How does that happen? Is that just a Buffalo contract that carried over?
1: I I wish I knew more about um contracts in the NFL, and I would be able to tell you, but I just, I just looked up the uh, the receiver, receiving pay, and I, I got to, like, number seven in Sammy Watkins, and I was just like, at that point, I had to write it down, and I didn't look at anything else. So, so,
0: Odell makes sense. DeAndre Hopkins makes sense. Mike Evans, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Brandon Cooks is a good player. He should not be in the top five or six, whatever it is. And then Sammy Watkins out of nowhere. What? Yeah, Sammy Watkins.
1: Um, and then you have Jarvis Landry, A.J. Green, Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, Julio. I mean – I can I can keep going if you want me to find where Tyreek Hill is here. I'm scrolling for a pretty long time.
0: Unless, is Tyreek Hill still on, like, a rookie deal? Is that possible? How many years has he been in the league? Three now?
1: Tyreek Hill is the sixth. <laughs> he's the sixth highest-paid receiver on his team.
0: That's crazy. Yeah, he must be on his rookie deal still.
1: He is. He is. He's a 2020 under free agent. He's making... He's
0: making $646,000 this year. Dude, that's insane. That doesn't make sense. A guy that provides that much value to your team, I, he should have some leverage. Do they, does he have any leverage to rework that contract? He he can try to get an extension, yeah. I
1: mean, he he probably will get an extension before he's – up for free agency because he only has one year left. He's a free agent next year. So they might try to extend him the summer or before the year's over, but he's, I mean, he's going to get paid no matter what. Yeah,
0: but he's, he'll stay in Kansas city. I mean, he's playing with the most electric wider, I mean, quarterback in the NFL. And there's the absolute best case scenario for him is to play with Patrick Mahomes. So he'll stay, he'll get paid. he will be tough to beat. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think, I think you kind of want to, you want to nitpick um, a lot of things that the Raiders have done, especially after that uh, Khalil Mack trade. But I think you're starting to see a little bit of what John Gruden's trying to trying to do. Um, now, I would have been more happy if they were trying to do this through the draft. Now, that's impossible to get a, Antonio Brown through the draft for the next couple of years until you know how good they are. But, you know, at least they're, they're kind of, you know, first for Cooper, third and fifth for Brown. It could starting to make a little sense, and we'll see if it works out or not.
0: Yeah, we will see.
1: And then the only other comment I have is, is Frank Gore signed a one year deal with the Bills, and um, I saw a tweet, and I I, I I can't quote it because I don't have my phone um, ready ready to look at Twitter. But someone said he, he made the joke he's a Yarmulke Yager football, which I think is
0: pretty pretty funny. That is pretty funny. But how old is Frank Gore? He's probably late thirties, thirty six, thirty seven. Yeah, I would guess he's that's how. Which that's is old, old for a running back, obviously. Yeah,
1: he's thirty five. Okay. Your armor, is so for like for,
0: Forty-five for running back. That's like that's like fifty. Yeah, true. That is really old. So what else? Um, and it, I just I thought it was funny too. They like broke quote unquote the Nick Foles news today. I was like, and people were like reacting to it. Do you notice that?
1: Yeah, I noticed that too. When that was kind of pretty, a foregone conclusion.
0: Yeah, it was so weird to me. Like, I I saw Adam Schefter said a source tells me. Nick Foles to the Jaguars. for Maybe it was more the contract details, but. It is just because they can start to talk to, teams
1: are legally allowed to talk to players today and their agents. So the deals are being structured. They just can't be officially signed and like put into effect until Wednesday. So that part makes sense. But once they put the report out that he's going to sign with the Jaguars, it's like, you know, once it's breaking news, it can be breaking news twice, you know? Yeah, true. And then the Lions, the Lions, and Lions Patricia are making a push, trying to trying to become the Patriots two point Good luck with that. Yeah, point the Patriots like zero point five. Yeah. Um, so, and we'll see how it goes. I mean, the Lions have never been good, ever. <laughs> yeah. So, they're a team that I wouldn't be I wouldn't be upset if they started winning games and making the playoffs and, and making some pushes. So, we'll see how that goes. I know, and then the other thing. Um, Foles, Landon Collins is going to sign with the Redskins. He wears 21, and his his biggest um, hero is Sean Taylor. So he'll uh, he'll be going for going to play for his his heroes, you know, old team in the in the Washington Redskins. So I thought that that was pretty cool. That's and The cool. other thing is uh, Terrell Suggs, I guess, told the Ravens he's signing in for the Cardinals. I'm not too upset about it, but I kind of assumed he would be a Raven for life. But um, hey, you know what? Go go play a year or two somewhere else and kind of finish it off. Fine with me.
0: Yeah, kind of like the well, okay. I don't want to compare it to the Ray Bork going to Colorado and winning a Stanley Cup, but you know the Cardinals aren't really in the running for that. But hey, you do what you got to do at the end of your career.
1: Yeah, exactly. So that's all. Those all things that I have written down. I don't know if you had anything else from from today in, in the NFL.
0: No, that's it for me. I thought it was uh, interesting. It'll be cool to see how things heat up.
1: It will be. It will be interesting. Finally, some some news on ESPN. I'm going to take a little break from from work. I can check check some. Some free agent signings, so I'm not I'm not upset about it.
0: Yep, football season just ended and it's already beginning, so love that.
1: Sure is, sure is. Anything else? Anything else to touch on before we before we depart?
0: No, I'm good, man.
1: All right, sweet. So like as always, um, look us up on Apple Apple Podcast, subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe, unsubscribe. I don't know if that works or not. On what uh, the other one of the kids we're hanging out with on um, on Saturday night was saying that apparently apparently it's a thing. I don't know if it's if, if it's real or not, but you know, leave us a review. Do that whole thing. Be nice to us. And as always, appreciate the listens. Honestly, tell us how much you love us. So you (laughs) are.
0: I don't know. I'm pushing it off for another week. We'll see. Wow.
1: I was waiting to see if you're going to say anything. And you
0: are. Yeah. Fair enough. Yep. We'll see going forward. Love it. Yeah. Love it. All right. Cool. Let's get out of here. That's all I got. Sweet. Thanks for listening. As always. See you guys next week. Bye. Peace.